It's time for Done Being Single with your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Scharf. If you're dating the same type over and over again, making the same mistakes and not finding love, then you're not done being single. What you need is some tough love dating intervention, Trevor and Robbie style. Whether you're new to dating or have been dating forever, we've got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. Hello, everybody. Hi, welcome to Done Being Single. Done having a bad attitude. That's what we're going to talk about today. Who has a bad attitude? What's that song? I got a new attitude. Who sang that? Um, I got a new attitude. What's her name? She sang um, yeah. Lady Marmalade. Oh, that um, was Patty LaBelle? Patty LaBelle. Patty LaBelle. Okay. Okay. Very good. That's, that's uh, what we're talking about today. And Attitude. Attitude and attitude adjustment. Fuck, yes. Is this because people have bad attitudes? Uh, yes. We don't want people to change good attitudes. No. We want people to change bad attitudes into good attitudes. Yes, in 60 minutes. We're going to do it. We In 60 minutes flat. Okay. We're going to turn you haters into daters. Ooh. There's your title. Okay. That's what we're going to do today because it's all about attitude. You. It's all about me. <laughs> it's, a, it's not about you. All right. Okay. No, because this is all about you guys. And uh, that's why we do this show, because... We know what it's like to be out there. We were out there dating in the trenches, 50 years over here, 57, No, you weren't dating over. when you were four years old. Oh, really? Five. Oh, were really? You? Maybe you were. I was hot to trot when I was <laughs> well, we in know nursery that. school. Okay? <laughs> I was boy crazy from the minute uh-huh. I knew what boys were. Okay. I was. Well, I believe you. Okay. Uh, I guess I was kind of girl crazy when I was a, a, an infant as well, but still, I don't consider those early years to be my dating years. I do. Okay. Why not? All right. Very good. So anyway, we're 100, the, over 100 years of dating experience here then. Yeah, no, we, we have it. We've got your wisdom right here, people. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> and I can tell you from experience that my attitude probably saved me a lot of heartbreak and heartache. Uh, not that I didn't have, I mean, I had a bunch. But I realized early on, oh my God, I'm still single at 40, one, two, five, seven, eight, nine. I mean, but how did that, I, how was, how was your attitude jaded by that? I never let myself get jaded. Well, you didn't. Never. You were always positive. Yes. Oh, really? Yes. Even when you were in the throes of depression and from being yes. broken up with. Yes. I had a good attitude. <clears throat> no. Yes. Honey, you told me that... I never said I didn't get down. I never said I didn't get depressed, of course. But but in general, on balance, I had a pretty damn good attitude about the whole... About being single and dating and suffering through it all. Okay. Which is what you got to do with... It, you just, it's all about attitude. It is. In anything in life. Attitude denotes confidence. Yes. Self-esteem. Yes. Self-worth. What yes. kind of value you place on yourself. Oh Very my God. important to go out there in the world and put your best foot forward, best face forward. You have to have a smile on your face and in your voice and in your heart. That sounds like a Hallmark card, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. you do, but you do in order to be single, especially if you are of a certain age. It is really 
incumbent upon you if you want to survive singlehood if you want to survive let's, this is you so we're going to teach you yeah sorry there i go again talking over you sorry that's, so i caught myself i caught myself that's is that yes. good uh-huh. I mean, at least i'm catching myself okay great well, let's it, talk it, about what it's co- easy. The, the look on your face doesn't make it very hard for me to see that I'm annoying the shit out of you. <laughs> okay, go on. Go ahead and say it. You're a loud mouth snook. Okay, I'm also drunk and lush. You're a drunk and lush. All right, yeah. so let's talk about what causes bad attitudes. I thought you were going to say bad breath. Um, well, that's one thing. What causes a bad attitude? A few disapp- too many disappointments? Uh, one oh, okay, disappointment. Okay, okay, okay. One disappointment. Is plenty. One. One disappointment. Devastation. Shouldn't spoil the whole bunch, girl. Thank you, Donnie Osmond. You're welcome. Okay, so. Because one disappointment, one disappointing relationship, one disappointing date could really turn you off. Yeah. And cause you to be sour for the next potential date or relationship. So it's so important that we maintain some kind of even keel temperament through all of this. Whereas you might find yourself enamored with your latest online paramour and you meet this person and they turn out to be a a flop and you become sour for the next person, which is not fair to that next person. No. So you really need to maintain evenness, which I mean not too high, not too low Mm -hmm. with with somebody new. And it's probably difficult to do because people are hungry. They want to meet somebody. They want to fall in love. They want to have some important interaction of course but you but look it may take you a while you know it may take you hello 50 years uh and you better have and we talked about this last week about being equipped to you know to deal with it because you have you have to be prepared And, and one of the things you prepare for and work on at the same time is your attitude because it's like it is like bad breath you can smell it a mile away but it is (laughs) (laughs) dive (laughs) but it is and yeah all you need is one heartbreak or one breakup or one devastation and And there you go right so That can't, God, that's that guy loud. can't get out of there quick enough. Okay, uh, but you get what I'm saying. That's all you need, and then you're right. The the die is cast, and then you know you're you're sour, you're bitter, and then you become brittle. And then you take it out on the next person and exactly for the, what the last person did to you, and it's not the next person's fault. They don't know what you're going through. So how did you keep your good attitude? I stayed your even. I stayed even tempered. I did not get too high and low. I did not fall in love quickly. I may have fell in lust rapidly, but not in love. And I didn't let a bad date spoil the next date how did, with somebody new. How did you not get burned out? I never allowed that to cross into my thought process. Why was I you know, burned out on what? I don't know. How did you keep your enthusiasm up? These are all questions. This I, is I think what the, we're getting at today. I, I'm, and I'm going to answer them uh, because I think that my enthusiasm stayed consistent because I was excited easily by somebody new. So I wasn't going to bring past crap that I got from a, another date or a relationship into the new relationship. But And I also made myself very conscious and aware of patterns that I may have exhibited in myself so that I could 
not repeat them. I did not want to repeat them. I wanted to be conscious of that and make myself aware in the moment to not go places that may have caused the interaction to go someplace dark. And I didn't I didn't want to do that. I want to keep it light. I want to keep it friendly and see where it goes. Okay. There's plenty of time for darkness Hello, later. darkness, my old <laughs> yes. friend. Like when you get married. That's when uh-huh. it... <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> Yeah, better. Um, You know, one could say you there might have been something wrong with your attitude. You were single a really long time. Okay. But you disagree. You think you had a good attitude about it. Well, I think the answer that I... Didn't you ever roll your eyes and just go, I hate this, get me out of here? Yeah, about six years ago. Oh, um, my God. But no, seriously. No, my attitude was that I had not met her yet. So why should I be apologizing for still being single? I, I don't know why guys and women are always accusing guys of, you know, what's wrong with you? Why haven't you been married? And their answers are usually all over the place. I don't know why. The only answer that really is passable, I think, is I haven't met her yet. Should I settle for less? Is that what I'm supposed to do? Should I have a couple of trashy exes in my life that have affected me now forever just to please your question of why I did not get married earlier you know I can we do an episode called what's the matter with you why aren't you married yet and there's, there'll be a picture of me wagging my finger you're despicable <laughs> okay that would be a great episode that's another that's a whole other episode <laughs> no we don't have a lot of people in here booing us we do have that though <laughs> okay <laughs> we well, have a lot of people in we, here with gas we might have some but okay but that's not tonight okay Kisses, baby. Kisses, Kisses. honey. Kisses. All right. So today we've got a catch de la catch. We have an attitude adjuster. We do. We have a professional attitude adjuster, Susan Winter. And I can't wait to talk to her because she is going to school us. She's got a just a massive... Hello. Load of, <laughs> of tips and tools and tricks and skills and all kinds of stuff. Okay, you are going to go from you're going to go from hater to dater in sixty minutes. Wow. Are you ready? Well, that is what I need to know for people. Okay, prepare for impact and assume the position. I alone can fix it. <laughs> Baby, you're the greatest. That's what I want to hear. Okay, so. We are going to go to our first break, and uh, we will come back with our guest, Susan Winter. So we'll be right back. And we are back. How about we introduce our guest? How about it? Let's do it. All right. Susan Winter is a leading relationship expert and love coach who has helped over 5,000 people find and keep love. With over 12 million views on YouTube and 20 years experience, Susan is an internationally recognized thought leader in her field, a best-selling author of older women, younger men, and allowing magnificence, Susan speaks and coaches on dating issues, relationship challenges, and personal empowerment. Her unique understanding of human relationships eliminates confusion as it guides her clients to successful outcomes. Susan's media credits are too many to list, but here's a few. Oprah, The Today Show, Good Morning America, ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, BBC, and of course, the biggest of them all, Done Being Single. Mm -hmm. Welcome, Susan. Welcome, Susan. Hi, Trevor and Robbie. Thank you so much for that. Guess what? What? Since I sent you that bio, I have another one million views. Oh, my God. That was only a month ago. So it's done pretty well. (laughs) 
Okay. You are good. Yes. Gosh. We, Thank you. That, well, I, I learned very quickly in this business, people watch before they read. So I switched from all the writing to doing videos, and it's really helped me out a lot. And I, and I, love, I love what you said. I was listening to the beginning segment on going to the positive and keeping positive and your, the importance of your attitude, because I think that's so crucial, not just in love and romance, but in every aspect of our lives. So thank you for bringing that up. It's a super topic. Well, this is the topic. And okay. we, we are excited <laughs> about finding out how to maintain a positive attitude in such a negative world that we live in. Yeah. Which leads me to my first question is, I kind of know the answer, but you are really the expert on this. How do people become so negative about love? Love should be such how a... How or why? How? How does oh, this happen? I'll, I'll answer both. You're, you're both doing an excellent job of framing this uh, for me. We, social consciousness and the messages we hear from others really do permeate our thinking and whether it's an ad or it's a movie or a tv show or something our neighbor says you know it there are certain understandings for example no one ever sat me down and said susan when you're going to be dating make sure you don't date a younger man never heard that never heard that nobody said it but i knew it i knew it's not allowed and another thing about dating is what happens is people's negative mentality, there are certain things that we have. If somebody's never been married, there's something wrong with them. If a woman is single, she's unwanted and undesirable. That's not the case, but that is the general understanding. If a man is single, you know, he's looking, he's not sure, he's playing the field. So we have this influence that comes to us and we have to really separate the truth uh, from what we hear out there from our truth and that's where we start to feel better about the choices we're making or not making how do you know when a client or just anybody a single person is kind of have has crossed that jaded line when they're now into okay you are officially you're jaded yeah, you hear it. It's in their language. You pick it up in a second in the tone of their voice, the way they speak about it. Any of those like, well, all men do this. And well, you know, you can't trust this and that you you hear it. And and when people and you know, it's not a one off people that are negative in love tend to be distrusting of most people in life. So people with a generally good attitude in life don't then conversely have some bizarre, closed, negative uh, attitude in in their romance. You know, if you're a happy person who's well-adjusted and you're kind of resilient, and that's my real takeaway word is resilience, then you tend to do better in all these aspects. You know, love, romance, career. We have setbacks in career. You have setbacks in your health. There are a lot of things that we face, and you can't let any one just take you down. Yeah. Yes. Tell, uh, what are some tips to keep you from being jaded when you're on a date or from feeling as if it's going south and you you don't want this to become a pattern okay well here's the way i look at it first of all if one date goes south fine i would rather you fail me immediately than lead me on let me think we've got something and fail me later so everybody gets their hopes up i think most of us that have dated enough and know people enough you know, it's a meet and greet. The likelihood of hitting it bullseye 
is it, those odds are slimmer. So you go out with a positive attitude. I like to tell people that, you know, if you go into a meet and greet situation with an attitude like, I'm going to learn something about myself, I might learn something about somebody else. Romance is way down the line. This is like dog sniffing in the park. You know, this is just beginning. Right. You want to see if you like this person. So I like to say in a, for anybody that's resistant to dating, you kind of want to date, but you're also resistant. Take the pressure off yourself. Don't make it romantic. Don't make it to do or die. It's going to be something or it's not going to be something. Go to to find out who this person is and be interested. Ask questions. Learn about them. You don't have to like them romantically, but just learn about yourself, how you feel in their presence. Practice dating. Practice what you're going to say. It's you getting comfortable with the entire experience. Susan, I kind of you are. I kind of prefer the dog sniffing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, you are singing. I'm nodding. I'm sitting here nodding, nodding. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm writing notes. She's nodding you, off. No, I am not. I am on the edge of my seat because you are singing my tune, sister. I'm totally. This is what. This is exact. What you are saying is exactly what saved me. What kept me, allowed me to keep going. And if you know our story, which we kind of alluded to in the beginning, we were single a really long time. I was. And, um, well, you were too, but I started dating when I was four. So <laughs> you heard that in the, the opening. The thing that really saved me at the end of the day was, was th- what you just said, having an attitude, an open mind and an attitude that, okay, maybe this is not, you know, Mr. Right, or this is not going to be the one, but no. you know what? Maybe there's something in this to enjoy. Maybe there's something yes. I will learn. Maybe I will maybe this i i don't know i'll make a new friend or a business connection or something will advance me in the plot of my life and i think a lot of people don't have that attitude and it, that is what ultimately sours people because it's because they want what they want what's in it for me and if it's not an automatic home run yeah. um people tend to you know, well, well, oh, you know, another failure, another, I don't, you get what I'm saying. I love it that you stated it that way, because you went into the experience with a neutral but positive attitude. And what that does is it guarantees that you're going to have a good time. I think that's just really brilliant. You know, it, it's really open minded. I because it, it's, we can't make it such a high stakes event. You'd obviously gone out enough times that it wasn't the one time a year you're going out. So when things be, that's another thing. I I have another thing I call duty dating, which I suggest that people do just to get, it's kind of like practicing your golf swing before, like practicing the practice range before you play a round of golf. You know, you just kind of get warmed up. It doesn't mean anything. It's just meet and greet, whatever. But if you have one or two dates a year, they're going to be everything. You'll be preparing for two weeks in advance, building some kind of crazy fantasy over what you think is going to happen. Sometimes when you remove the romantic element, you suddenly discover that you are sane and rational. (laughs) So you're saying that you should date more than twice a year, because if you're only dating twice a year, then those dates are are beacons in your life. Yes, yes. But if you want to, I don't believe in forcing anything. You know, there are some people that don't want to date. I know your show is about finding love, but there are individuals that are single and comfortable being single. But there's a difference between saying you're comfortable and being comfortable. So if you're 
if you want to augment your life and you want to explore the possibility of what it would feel like to have a companion, a lover, then seek to meet them. That that helps you. Yeah, agreed. Totally agreed. It's it is so um, to me. Dating is it is a holding up a mirror to you to you. I mean, right? We've talked about this before, Lovey. I read an article recently about how there is this sort of trend to include on your dating profile no drama please <laughs> or you know i'm uh, i'm drama free i hope you are too or not seeking people with drama you know just using that word drama and and it occurred to the writer as it occurred to me the reader that saying that is it's coming into the situation with a negative mindset if you're already True. saying i don't want drama that's already, if you're stating that in your profile. Yes, we talked about that. We saw somebody did put that on a profile, and that, that's inviting. You're telling your potential date, I just got out of something that's very dramatic, and I am not interested in drama. Yeah, and I'm not interested in your story, in your life. Don't I don't want to hear about your problems. I want yeah, to, see, I, I'm kind of, I, I'm of that mindset. You are basically dictating that your partner be mute and that they not express themselves or their emotional concerns. So what you're saying is, I don't mind hooking up with you, but if you have a reaction to any of this, I don't want you to have a voice in it. So that's what I think is ridiculous. So well said, and it really encapsulates what it is that this person should reevaluate what they put on their profile. (laughs) I I want the fun parts, don't give me any of the rest. Right, Right? and that doesn't exist in human beings. Not in a partnership, and you two know. A partnership is very different than going out for the night and having fun. And then waking up next to somebody and going, oh, uh, okay, so uh, I'm going to leave now, so you want to leave too? Right. It's a very different thing. Keep- Relationships involve, you know, getting to know the person and what you, t- you take on the good and the bad. And people have to be ready to do that. Okay, we are going to go to a break, and we are going to come back with more Susan Winter. And we are back with Susan Winter. I have a question slash statement. If haters hate dating, how do you fix that mindset? As we were talking in the last segment about drama and what that means by asking or telling people in your profile, I don't want drama. To me, if you have empathy, I think empathy is sort of the remedy for, right? Would you say that? If you, it turns haters into more compassionate people. Empathy. I I think you're correct. I mean, okay, so if I saw somebody that said I don't want drama, the first thing I'd be thinking is, okay, you don't want me to express yourself myself. The second thing I would be thinking is I would move on to somebody else with a little bit more elevated consciousness. I just think that what that's saying in the profile is you're already saying, I believe that negative exists. I've had negative. You better not bring me negative. And that's not really a great way to write a profile. A profile is to, I mean, I tell everybody, be very clear, unapologetic. I am looking for a relationship with somebody that is my best friend, my lover, whatever. I'm looking for a long-term relationship. I'd love to be married and have kids. Don't beat around the bush. If you just want to date, say I'm looking to date. But, you know, you have to have a goal in mind. When people say go with the flow, I'm like, you've got to be kidding with me. That goes nowhere. There is flow just kind of it's back and forth. It's nothing. People that know what they want should go in with a very clear 
concise soundbite to present that to the person and just chit chat and get to know each other the first time around. But I, I think when we're talking about resilience and a positive attitude, let's say you are a neutral to, you know, you got a neutral attitude. You don't have a bad attitude, but you don't have a terrific attitude. The question I would ask all of us is how can we help the listeners to get back on the beam of feeling encouraged if they've kind of been beaten down by the dating world. And and maybe we can give them a couple tips between all of us. I know you're the living example of it and I've got my ideas. Oh, yes. Go. We're, uh, oh, my God. <laughs> I threw it right back. It's yes. just sorry, but I know you guys lived it, right? Oh, no. I'm, we're hanging on every word. Yes, we have. We, we have. There was so much, uh, like I said, room. When you're single for that long, you can get burned out really easily and down and despondent and despair. And that's, that is what I'm trying to, you know, tell people how to, how to fix that, how to stop it before it completely consumes your life. So what was the switch for you? What, what clicked? Do you remember? Because hmm. it sounds to me like you're the kind of woman that had, okay, Robbie, bear with me, a lot of options. You just didn't see what you wanted and you weren't going to settle. You waited for the good one, for the real king, the real hero to enter your life. Am I right? Yes. No. Okay. What? You're not. She's not right. <laughs> yes, no, you did, she's you did, totally right. No, you, you tried to salvage. You settled. You settled. You tried to salvage something that wasn't right a couple of times. You tried to make it work, You re- but you put more time and effort into things that you probably, the red flags were up early on and you didn't heed those warnings and you stayed in too long. On a couple things. Yes. And so, you know, you did ultimately hold out, but you kept yourself in relationships that probably were over long in, in terms of staying. I uh, I did that. I did a little of everything. I, I also, I could have been married. That's that's what Susan's saying. I could have uh, many, yeah, many times. Yeah, you could have made other choices. Oh, sure. And you chose sure, sure, not sure. to. No, I, I, do, I am fully aware of that, you know, the fact that I had, I was, you know, had some little advantage that I did have options. My option was to opt out. I didn't, I was not ready to get married. But then, then came my 40s. And then dynamics changed and I changed and I was a little older and my needs were different. Those were the years that I could have absolutely gone to the dark side. I could have become a hater. And that's where, uh, and, I, and people as they're near, especially nearing, uh, gosh, late 40s into their 50s, if they still aren't married or if they're single too long, wow, I've seen it with my own eyes with some of the people, the women I know, they just get really, really bitter. And another thing that happens, another unfortunate thing is that they get competitive. Yeah. Which is not cool. And so that's what I'm saying. How do you stop yourself from going to the dark side? And, and my answer is empathy. Having empathy for your own situation. Having empathy for the situation. Because we're all in it. Single people, are, you know, you're, you're all in this together. And it's not easy. It's, it's, you know, if you have a little compassion, maybe you won't be so brittle. Yeah. Another thing that I add is to take a look at the totality of your life and put your partner, prospective partner, in perspective. Meaning, if you have something that you love doing, 
you have a passion you have a job you love a career you love you're doing a job and you have a passion project on the side if you don't have something you love and you don't have balance in your life and you don't have a support group finding that person that you erroneously feel is going to fix change create a life for you you're going to be desperate you're going to be depressed you're going to be everything but if you if you can actually build your own life up so that you enjoy your life and you add this person to it, then it's it's a desirable option, right? Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. not a necessity for your survival. From that perspective, everything is less dramatic. Right. And, and it's, it, it, right? It, it's just, yes. it puts it in perspective. You're not crazy girl when you're dating. Or crazy uh, no, you, you, taking that edge off was, well, for me, it was everything. When you when yeah. you realize, okay, you know, this is not life or death, people. You will survive. It may, if yeah. you don't find someone, if you do some, find someone, you're going to be fine because you will have yeah. been working on yourself the whole time. So, Susan, I have a question for you. Let's say you had a, a bad date or two with two different people, and now you're going to see somebody new. How do you approach a new date with a clean slate? You know, it's not easy, but you go out each time and you remind yourself this is a different person. And there will be days that you are literally duty dating. You're like, oh, God, that's date number seven. Are there no people I'm going to find interesting? But you know what? You keep doing it. Or or here's the cool thing. You can be at a grocery store picking up a piece of fruit and look at somebody and make eye contact. I mean, I've done the formal dating, but I really like the IRL by accident. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was picked up in a Home Depot. Granted, he was 27, walked about 15 aisles to find me, but I thought it was adorable, really, because he went all the way across the aisles to get me. And How I'm great like, is okay. that? <laughs> I'm not 27. Uh, so I just thought that was really cute. But you, you I never could, know. I can make a I joke mean... about wood at Home Depot. <laughs> Something. There's some joke in there about <laughs> carrying wood. Having a big piece of wood. I don't know. Continue. Yes. Or sometimes you're at a party or an event and you're not thinking that you're on. You're not auditioning for a date and you're just chatting to somebody and you're not even thinking about it it, because you're relaxed and it's in a social situation. And then suddenly you kind of look at them and you realize and you get into the conversation, they're single and you're like, oh, well, this was interesting. I didn't expect to find this today. So, you know, it's not just a formal date. It's at all events. But when you're relaxed, when you're being yourself, I'm telling you, the number one thing that's going to hold you in good stead is your own self-awareness and self-acceptance. And I would say self-love, but it is so overused Mm -hmm. and so vague. And it just seems like it's in the ethers like, oh, I got to love myself. But I think the simplest way for me to say it or the, the rung that I can capture easily is that I like to say I am in agreement with my choices. Mm. That's about as close to self-love as I get. Mm-hmm. I can back myself up. I can own it. I can get behind that. And generally speaking, I approve of my choices. One, one of the things I'm hearing from you is that it's so important that you realize that opportunities abound everywhere when you were single. And yes. everything could be an opportunity. A visit to Home Depot. The dog, the dog park, uh, you know, taking a hike in, uh, uh, in the canyons. Uh, you never know when you may meet someone, so you have to be open to that opportunity when it presents itself because it Absolutely. will present itself. And are you ready? Are, will you be ready for that moment? Well, you know what's fun is if you are doing something you enjoy doing, whether it's, you know, West Coast swing or it's walking your dog, 
you're going to be in a generally good attitude, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're not, you're not, you don't have the rigors of, do they like me? Does he, she like me? You know, do I look okay? Oh my gosh, I can't get into this dress. I could get into it last year. What am I doing? Oh no, I don't, ugh. you know, you're not doing any of that to yourself. You're actually in the midst of liking, you're just relaxed and that's when you shine. So I like those situations. My friend, you know, my friend had great, what we call day game in the pickup artist world, they call it day game. But he picked up his girlfriend in Dwayne Reed here in Manhattan. Um, He saw this beautiful woman and he's like strawberry blonde and she's cocoa colored. And he saw her and she was looking at something. He just grabbed the product near her and looks at it and realized, okay, it's it's body lotion. I'm sorry, does this work? They've been together 15 years. Great line. <laughs> I know. Anything. Great. <laughs> and, you know, I have a tip because I think that women uh, go overboard and put on makeup when they go to the market and all stuff. Uh, here's newsflash. Men don't really care. They do it for women, other women, I think. They don't do it for men because men can see through the makeup for the most part and they see the beauty of the woman itself and that is so important for a, a man. So women don't have to feel like they have to put on uh, a face in order to go out. They they can be as natural as possible. Uh, so you're a good man to say that. Well, I, I think it's true because men love seeing natural beauty. That's a very that's important. Thank you for saying that because I don't agree. But I mean I do agree because it should always be well, which that is way. It? No, no, it should be that way. But maybe I'm old-fashioned, and my mother always said, "Don't leave the house. Never leave the house without a little lipstick on." I understand lipstick. Okay. On that note, we do have to go to a break. <laughs> but we are going to come back with another segment with Susan Winter. We'll be right back, and we are back. I have this this funny sort of visual in my mind of some of our more bitter friends, single friends, hearing the word the same duty dating. <laughs> What does that mean? Because to them, that's probably what it means. A duty date? Yeah, D-O-O-D-Y dating. But I get duty oh dating. I totally understand the concept of it. We were talking about, right at the break, uh, wearing makeup. I just want to say something. Okay, in lieu of makeup, ladies, this is this is a little tip for me. If you don't, I'm, I'm all for wearing a little something when you go out, because you never know. But Robbie is right, because true beauty shines through. So here's what. If you're not wearing makeup and you are caught totally busted with, you know, just hair, bed hair and you're in the market, smile. Make eye contact and smile. Because that, to me, is as good as any makeup. That is like, oh, okay, I see this woman, I see who she is, and she smiled at me. And actually, and that, if you're fishing for a compliment, it's the best way because, oh, I didn't put anything on. And the guy's going to say, it does, you could have fooled me. You look beautiful. You're going to get a compliment if you do say something like that because guys are not seeing the makeup. They're seeing the person. Right. But a smile really, it, it's major. It's everything. Smile yeah, with I your agree. eyes. Smile it's with your beautiful. mouth. Right? Because if you look down, you look away. You send a signal that I don't don't talk to me, don't look at me. Whereas if you just smile, you know why not? It's free. It's cheap. A smile it's easy. is part of attitude. It's part of your makeup. It's part of your. It's part of your appearance. So not smiling to, is also an attitude. That, so that's an that attitude. You're out. Smiling is eye contact and smiling. And is if everything. I see somebody who's not smiling, yeah, and maybe even frowning, yes, is that someone that is going to be attracting? Somebody? No, I don't think so. So you have to be conscious yes. of that. Beware the resting bitch face. Ooh, yes. 
correct? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, do you ever, uh, when you're t- taking a picture or going to your, your camera function, you accidentally turn the camera to you and you get a glimpse of yourself? Yes. Oh, Lord. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> that face. Yeah, Holy terrible. shit. Yeah, I know. Yes. That face. I mean, that is enough to scare the Jesus <laughs> out of you. Anyway, what I'm saying is walk around with a little tiny smile. There's a word for it. I can't remember. It's something when you turn the corners of your mouth up just slightly. I think that's important about attitude because that shows that, you know, there is some, you're positive about a little something walking around with a smile on your face. So Susan, when you are confronted with somebody with a bad attitude, are there ways that you can get them to change without? I try. I try. You know, I can't always guarantee because a bad attitude, sometimes it's systemic and it's just, it is how they think. I don't know that I can get in there. I can't officially open up their head and tinker with it. But I try to reboot them by giving them a couple of different analogies. I I describe to them that whatever greatest achievement they have had in their romantic dating life, whether they were, you know, lived with somebody for five years or they were happily married for at least seven out of 10 years, that that is ground gained. You don't lose it. I am of the firm belief that if you manifest something in the physical, you got it. You may not see it today, but you've got it. You don't go backwards. Just because you had love once and you don't have it today doesn't mean you'll Mm -hmm. never have Mm -hmm. love again. So you know how to do it. It's in your skill set. It is achievable again. And then I try to reboot them by saying, you know, entertain the possibility that there's a different scenario than you've seen before. Just because something was this way time one, two, three, four, it doesn't mean it's going to be that way the fifth time. Mm-hmm. You know, life has endless, multiple different directions and different scenarios. And the best you can do for yourself is go in with an unlimited attitude. You don't know. It could be marvelous. You're putting all this weight and energy into the belief that it could be negative. So I describe it like a train. You get on a train of a negative thought. If you can catch it through self-awareness, it's just like, oh my gosh, I wasn't paying attention. I didn't mean I'm gonna get off at the next stop and go back in the other direction. So a negative thought process, if you can catch it, can be rerouted. Takes a little bit of mental discipline, but it will hold you in good stead, whether we're talking about this or a downturn in your career, or you have three or four sales that don't go through. You know, life has a variety of outcomes, and life never offers one consistent yes or no. It's a mixture of both. And are you able to uh, recognize a bad attitude in somebody else after a couple of successive questions, and this person just is not able to get past this bad attitude? Is that a big red flag for you? Yeah, why work with that? I mean, you're going to pick it up vibrationally. You're just not going to feel connected to them. You're going to feel repulsed by that. And so none of us would be attracted to that, a cynical, depressing, negative person. Oh, yippee, can't wait to get involved with them, right? Mm -hmm. What is your day Mm going to be like? It's kind of like the profile we talked about earlier about somebody saying uh, not interested in drama. Who would put on a profile, I'm looking for drama? Yeah, right? Who's looking for it? Who's looking for it? But everybody has it. That's the thing. And the thing that, that will, back to empathy, if you have empathy for yourself and you say, okay, I'm not perfect, I'm flawed, I have issues, I then therefore have empathy for other people because we're all in this together. And dating is very, it's, it can be challenging. 
So I think that that might help a little bit with negativity. But I was just going to follow up on what Robbie said about negativity being, you said it's systemic. It's kind of like a wound, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. and how do you stop the bleeding? It's a choice. There are two ways to look at it. I don't know that we have the time left, but if you're going through an operation and it's really serious, you're up against something, you know you've got cancer, best thing you can do, the most aid you can do for yourself is to believe positive. Right. That's, that is the most active thing you can do. And why not? You're aiding the entire universe and helping you. What, am I going to invest in negative? It's just a smart practice. It's just logical. You know, the vibration is good, you're good. So it's a discipline. You default to negative because you're lazy, because you're too lazy to reboot yourself and try again to think positively. Gosh, you are so on it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Oh, my God. So true, because you're lazy. You're lazy. Yes. It's it's easy to fall into negative. Or afraid. Yeah. Right? Because you're either uh, lazy or afraid. Exactly. And sometimes it's more, you know, the old saying, the devil I know is better than the devil I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so stay in a place of negativity. You know it. It's comfortable. It's not healthy. But a lot of people stay there because they know it. It's familiar ask, to them. It's comfortable. You could ask yourself, what if it's wonderful? What if it's fabulous? Mm-hmm. What if I experienced something I didn't think I was going to experience? What if it's fun? And it might not be, but it's right. okay. Will I be doing something fun for myself tomorrow? You know, maybe, yeah. So attitude has so much to do with our quality of life. We are going to get one challenge after the next thrown at us in Mm -hmm. this life. And if we don't learn this basic skill of being resilient and rebooting ourselves to be programmed for success, life itself will take us down. Mm -hmm. Amen. And on that note, we do have to wrap up our show. So Susan, please let our listeners know where they can find you. Please look me up on YouTube. I'm Susan E. Winter there, or just put in Susan Winter to your search bar. Got a website, and we have a lot of cool stuff on my Instagram page, Susan E. Winter. That's where different events and different contests take place, and you'll find all sorts of things that you don't see anywhere else. And I just really wish everybody, try it. Just, you know, give yourself the challenge. What if I try and go out and feel really positively? Guaranteed you're going to feel better no matter what the outcome is. I I love on your website because you have all these like eight-minute videos of addressing pretty much one question uh, for each video. And I thought it was Mm -hmm. brilliant the way you laid it out that way. Thank you. That's just the the viewers write in those questions. Thank you. Okay, this has been great. Just great. I you should see my, the notes I've been taking. Yes, oh. I, I've been writing, taking furious yes, notes, she has. copious and furious <laughs> notes. I mean, it's there's so much good stuff in here. Susan, and thank you so much. It's I'm been so a great glad hour. you came on the show. I think this has been great. This is going to be so helpful to people. I really thank you so much. Thank we have you. we have thank a new attitude. For, yeah. Thank you for this connection. You're I very wish welcome. both the both of you the very best. Thank you. Thank you, Susan. Have a great rest Thank of the day. Thank you so much. And, and everybody, we are, are done, being single. done being single. And we'll be back next week. Thanks, Susan. I'm Shadow Stevens with my friends Trevor and Robbie. See you next week on Done Being Single. <laughs> <laughs>